Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hello. Hello. Hi, Marcel. Hey, Jocelyn. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you today? I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm doing great. Um, productive. Well, I can't complain. Um, how about you? How's your morning? Morning's going well. I woke up. I'm alive. And now I'm talking to you, so no complaints yet. Awesome. That's good. That's good to know. Um, well, let's get started. So tell me what you're thinking about uh, talking group today. Um, well, I guess I can start with uh, my organization. Um, as you know, that uh, I have a nonprofit organization called Accelerating Men, uh, where we mentor young men 10 to 18. And uh, we've uh, gotten off to a great start this year. Uh, we launched in January 2015, and uh, we've been uh, implementing uh, certain things throughout the whole year. Uh, actually, now in our third phase of the organization and getting a 501c3. And, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so excited about that. And I've uh, been kind of uh, revising uh, our board, uh, our bylaws, and uh, just making sure that the structure of the organization is, um, you know, well-balanced and well-put-together uh, moving into this next phase. And uh, just want to make sure that uh, have all of the uh, I's dotted T's across across the board, uh, you know, with myself and, again, with, uh, with my team. So uh, just want to make sure that uh, I'm doing all the right things in order for us to, you know, keep moving in the right direction. Okay. Um, our, our motto is uh, called always moving forward. So um, no matter, you know, what challenges that we face as an organization and also my personal life, I always want to, you know, keep my eyes on the prize and, um, mm-hmm. you know, accomplishing my goal, um, you know, by, by staying disciplined, staying consistent, and, uh, carrying out, you know, the plans that I have uh, put in place for the organization. So now I'm at a point to where uh, I just kind of really need to be more disciplined in mm-hmm. uh, every area, every area of uh, of my life personally and with the organization, and just uh, making sure that I'm carrying out, um, you know, each each goal successfully. So just um, you know, really want to work on being a little bit more disciplined uh, within uh, within my organization. And of course, okay. my own life as well. So, discipline across the board is uh, something I've been kind of focusing on and giving more attention to. Okay. Well, I think one, I think it's really exciting that you're seeing so much growth in your organization where, you know, you guys are able to move into a phase of, you know, um, getting your 501c3 because 
there's there is a lot of you know um there's a lot of groundwork that has to be covered, you know, to get your 501c3. So just congratulations to making it to this point because that's exciting. Um, and I also just think, you know, even in other conversations where you kind of, you know, shared a little bit with me about your organization, I think it's exciting to know that, like, you get to do this work that you're passionate about and how it's going to impact kids in the community. That's super exciting. So um, it sounds like, the place that you want to ensure is right in this next phase is that you are disciplined in your the structure that you guys are using and in your approach. Correct. Yeah, most definitely. Um, definitely want to be disciplined in the structure and, of course, how we're you know presenting you know the uh, the organization. Um, I don't want to I don't want to get too loose in the way I think and the way I the way I move. Uh, you know, because prior to us getting to this point of the organization, I, you know, I was, you know, truly, uh, you know, passionate about developing the organization. It really wasn't its focus on, you know, uh, structure as much as I am now because we are now servicing, you know, young men, um, you know, consistently throughout the whole year before it was a pilot. And, you know, from the pilot, we now, you know, have gone public. So now it's like the real thing is here, you know. Um, yeah. It's right, right there in our face. So, you know, everything counts. You know, everything, you know, counts, um, whatever we do behind closed doors and in public uh, with, our, with our team, you know, with our mentees and mentors and uh, volunteers and even those who, who, uh, who buy into our overall mission. Because again, they want you know hold us accountable for what we're doing. So I, I have to truly be disciplined in order to make sure I carry out you know the plans consistently uh, within the organization. So I, yeah. I just just been really focusing on um, just again being disciplined and you know living up to what I what I'm saying I'm going to do and um, and staying focused uh, across the board and getting getting each task completed you know in a timely manner. So just yeah. making sure that I'm, you know, setting setting my goals and carrying them out in a timely manner because it's, it's going to be a reflection of not only me but also the organization and, you know, being held accountable from uh, my mentors, mentees, and uh, parents and those who are around us. So I, I can't be too loose to the point to where I, 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 miss, I miss the mark, you know, but not being disciplined, you know, in the work that I'm doing because – of a challenge, you know, challenges happen. I have to say that, you know, in life, and then also within the organization, you may not see things moving as fast as you want to, but that doesn't mean you can't, you know, sit back and and regroup and think about what what's important. So even even when challenges happen, you still you still should discipline yourself. So not more so as a struggle, but I just I'm a concern, you know, and and bringing more attention and awareness to that area. So I can okay. continue to, you know, build a, a better habit in that area for myself and the organization. Okay. Well, I definitely can hear that there are multiple constituents that you need to please. So you have the people that you service, you have your um, your board and, you know, the people that are working closely with you. You mentioned volunteers, those who are supporting your organization through, you know, maybe giving. Um, and so – there are multiple constituents that you want to please, so I can definitely understand why you want to ensure that you have a streamlined process. So when you're thinking about the discipline that you want to bring to the table, 
which area of your organization or which area, uh, when you think about constituents, would you want to focus on first? Like where would you want to see your discipline, I guess, increase first? Definitely in our in our mentees. I think that's our, our number one, you know, focus is making sure that our, our mentees are, are, you know, developing successfully, you know, okay. and, and their identity. We, we focus primarily on uh, helping young men to, uh, to discover what's already, you know, living on the inside of them. And we do that through a way of, you know, workshops, uh, conference calls, community service projects, um, social interventions, um, different, you know, social events, and, of course, uh, field trips uh, as well. So around those areas, we, you know, help each young man to really see the importance of building themselves up uh, around, you know, those things I shared with you. I really want to, you know, really allow these young men to not only buy into what we're doing, but buy into what they already have through what we're doing and and, and making that connection and direct correlation and how important it is to, you know, to really uh, see how important it is for, for, for their life in order to develop. Because, again, you know, once they begin to see how important, you know, this, this information and those organizations is, not saying they're not, but since we're new and we fresh, you know, sometimes it takes a while for people to really buy in to what, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, until they really see what's going on, other other young men will be able to, you know, see the importance of being a part of a, a, a nonprofit inventory program like this. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's kind of really where, you know, where my focus will, will be in at this time, but which is our young men, because, you know, our, our young men is... is you know, the main people we need to focus on. That's why we, okay. you know, create an organization. I think everybody else will fall in place, you know, as we move forward. Okay. So as you're thinking about the young men um, that you all have the opportunity to serve, where do you feel that you all are currently being consistent in showing discipline in your approach? Uh, definitely uh, doing our monthly workshops. We have uh, okay. monthly workshops that, that, that never changes. Whether I'm there or not, uh, the blueprint has, you know, been laid out. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they know what it's like. Those who are on my, my staff, they, they know how, uh, you know, it operates. So every month we, we are there, um, you know, doing our, our workshops only for about two hours. And they're uh, basically called the ETC workshops, educating and training, cultivating young men to accelerate in their true identity. So we have monthly workshops that consist of different workshop topics, and each young man get the opportunity to uh, engage in, um, you know, different group settings and small groups and get a chance to kind of really open up, you know, in a, you know, a, a male environment, a space where they can feel, you know, comfortable and safe and okay. they can trust what they release, you know, it, it's, it stays there. And a lot of times men, young men, all men in general, be prideful and not show emotions. But this type of environment gives them the opportunity to feel secure in who they are. And then we have uh, conference calls monthly where each young man uh, is obligated to get on that call and um, listen to professional men have, you know, a conversation about the same topic from my workshop. So it's... Um, you know, a continuous conversation from from that workshop that we have monthly on a conference call. So, uh, th- well, those, that's exciting. Those, yeah, it's it's, you know, it's definitely exciting, and 
just actually see it coming to fruition, you know, for my pilot and, you know, testing it out and, and now, you know, having young men who are, you know, engaged in this conversation, you know, on a monthly basis. And, and if they really put the energy in, they'll definitely see, you know, some, some positive results in their on their own lives. Okay. And so currently it sounds like you have two strong methods of, you know, ensuring that the monthly workshop, like that are consistent. So the monthly workshops, which you mentioned, are the ETC. Um, and then you also have the monthly call that is actually correlated with the workshop. So how are you all currently measuring growth to your overall goal of like, I want to see, you know, I want to make sure that these guys have what they need to like help them discover their true identity. What type of, what do you all have in place to measure that? That's a good question. So first with our, um, with our ETC workshops, at the end of each workshop, we give a post-survey. Uh, mm-hmm. And the survey, again, is consists of about seven to ten questions based off what we talked about or discussed in that particular workshop. So the young men then uh, are given that particular uh, post-survey uh, towards the end of the workshop. And, of course, they answer those particular questions. Uh, we, we do a soft pre, pre-survey, but the, 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 the handwritten uh, part is the post-survey where they actually get a chance to answer those questions and multiple choice. You know, they actually get, you know, uh, finish, finish a sentence or uh, just write, you know, respond to a question uh, in that post-survey. So we get the opportunity to kind of see what they, what, they, what they took away from that particular workshop after we, okay. had, you know, dialogue and we presented on those, uh, those uh, topic discussions in, uh, in the workshop setting. And then we have the, the soundboard conference call, uh, which is monthly. It's only for one hour. Uh, we have uh, also a survey, a uh, conference call survey, which, which consists of five questions, the same questions every, every month, but the uh, topic will change. And uh, they, of course, uh, must listen in on that conversation and we are, you know, charging them to, to ask questions towards the last 15 minutes of, of the conference call. But if they don't, it's okay. But it's all about training grounds. But they uh, have to answer those five questions, and it is a folder that they, that they have um, that they must put that, that, uh, that survey, that conference call survey in. And the mentors, uh, when they meet with them, they go over that particular survey with them uh, to make sure that they, they took away at least five strong uh, points from that conference call because, again, the young men may not dialogue as much as a, a, an adult male because, again, you know, they just engage in that conversation at workshop. So it's all about listening skills. So we're working on listening skills, making sure that they took away uh, and heard healthy conversation, healthy dialogue uh, once they left that conversation. So that those are okay. two measurements that we use both for the uh, workshop and the conference call. Well, again, Marcel, it sounds like you you have developed a really strong um, model for your for you and for your team, and it even sounds like you know um, a really strong model for the guys that are coming in the organization. And so, you know, a way for them to be able to follow up. So, where are you currently seeing a challenge with the, your discipline for as it relates to the mentees? Uh, not having enough mentees, one, that's uh, always going to be a challenge. But uh, with our um, – I'm sorry, you said mentees. I thought you said mentors. I'm sorry. Um, well, I think the challenge with the mentees is, again, getting them to buy into, you know, the model, uh, having them to carry out everything we're doing consistently. There's, there's certain 
uh, guidelines that they must follow while they're in the organization. Uh, some of them uh, have, uh, you know, carried them out successfully. So, something simple as we have we have a dress code. Some of them, you know, uh, may follow it. Some of them may not. And it may be, and maybe it's because they, they say they forgot. They all, you know, wear their shirts that we have, but we also have, uh, um, they have to wear uh, khaki pants as well. So maybe one or two of them, you know, may say, oh, I forgot to wear khaki pants. You know, so it's like, you know, make sure you, you know, prepare yourself the night before on what you need to set out. You know, I can call the parents, I can call them, but it comes to some level of responsibility on yourself when you know when you're signing up for organization to carry out those things. So, you know, there's a lot of reinforcers, you know, with young men 10 to 18 get in the habit of doing things on their own and, you know, parents say, oh, I forgot to tell them. But at the end of the day, that's their responsibility. You know, you, you, you know the rules. You know what, what needs to take place. So just getting, again, to buy into, you know, a different atmosphere, a new environment to where they're consistently, you know, uh, doing what's acts of them. Um, and then, again, um, making sure that they are – you know, living up to what the mission and the vision is. As a community faith-based organization, one of our strong points is spiritual formation, making sure that they're praying daily, making sure that they are constantly understanding the importance of of, uh, of believing in the higher power. You know, we don't, mm-hmm. we don't uh, preach, you know, Christianity or religion or church, you know, type environment, but we do believe that there's a, there's a higher power that you must believe in and there's a source that's driving you every day. So you need to really spend a lot of time in that, and that's what we charge our mentors to really focus on, helping them to focus on when they do have those conversations with them. In our workshops, our conference calls, we do focus on that, but how do we get them to do that consistently on their own? So, you know, it's uh, it, it's more not of a challenge, but it is a challenge because, you know, they may not be used to that at home. You know, we 85% of our young men, you know, come from a low economic, you know, environment. You know, so from you know mm-hmm. rural rural area, so you got to understand that you know their backgrounds are not all the same. So you got different dynamics that's coming into one environment. So it's really cultivating, training, and educating this environment to 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 be, you know, uh, to think one way. So you know, it's just, it's a matter of just you know really feeding that atmosphere with positivity, positive words, and you know, great great energy. So. Um, you you said earlier that the thing you wanted to focus on was like discipline with your mentees in terms of the structure that you guys are using. Yeah. Um, as you're talking, it, it seems like I'm hearing that there may be some challenges with um, having the mentees be consistent. And so, I guess what I, I guess I'm wondering if the real challenge is the discipline that you all are showing. If there's a breakdown in what, you know, the way in which you guys are delivering or if you're feeling the breakdown is more so with your, with the mentees having the discipline that you need or would like to see them have? Yeah, yeah I think our delivery is very strong. We're very consistent in our delivery. I, that's one thing I can say because I I am leading that efforts and facilitating that. So I, I can truly say that, you know, and I've, and I've evaluated. I'm not just giving myself kudos. I'm not saying, yeah, I got it all together. <laughs> right. Constantly reevaluate how I'm delivering and presenting, you know, this organization to our young men. And uh, I, I find it very, you know, I mean, I, I gave myself, you know what I'm saying, thumbs up, and, and my team did too. And I think sometimes, you know, parents also hinder 
you know, the process as well because in, in different conversations a parent may say, oh, well, I knew y'all had that, but I didn't think you wanted to do that. That's not an option. You, when you signed up for this organization, it wasn't an option to do certain things. So, you know, it's not just the young man, but getting the parents to, to, to know what they signed up for, you know. Well, I, okay. I knew that I was doing something at that time. So it's like you have to reinforce, you know, your guidelines, your mission across the board consistently, you know, on a constant basis to parents, young men, mentees, volunteers, so everybody, you know, until they really know that this is the structure, you know, uh, of the organization, you know, you have to continually, you know, reinforce what, what you know, what is uh, needs to be done. And that's across the board. I have to do the same thing. You know, I can't be lenient. Like if she would have said that and I would have said, oh, well, you know, it's okay. Uh, no, you know, you still have to do that. I send them the recording. They have a certain time period in order to, to finish that recording, uh, to listen back at that recording and still complete that assignment. Uh, no, it's not school, but we have to hold the standard and expectations for them because they wanted this. They needed this. So this, this is what so- you sign up so with with thinking about the things that you are wanting from your from the from those who are participating in the organization, what are some things that you think that you you have control over to help them what What are some things I have control over to help them? Yes, help them build a consistency that you're hoping to see um when I talk to them I, I feel like I have control because i'm i'm in I'm in there. I'm in their space. So at that moment, I have control over the conversation uh, when I talk to them. And then, of course, when, when they're in my, in my space, like during the workshops and, of course, when we have social outings, I think I have complete control over that. But what I, what I hoped to gain, what I hope for them to gain is that will rub off on them as they continue to go, you know, out, you know leave from our, from our, from our, from our space. Uh, and they will, you know, create those habits, you know, that they may not have developed prior to coming to our our, our circle. So I, I hope that they can continue to, you know, uh, continue to, you know, have those moments to rub off on them. And, again, okay. this is new. It's fresh. You know, a lot of these guys, again, was not always taught these types of, you know, skills and, 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 and carrying out these types of tasks. So, you know, it is a process, and I know it is, but at the same time, I'm just speaking – um, you know, about where we are and, you know, where the challenge is and, and how we're addressing it. And if we, you know, if we, if we have another strategy and how we could address it, I think I'm, you know, really open to, you know, how, how we, op- you know, addressing those those areas of concern. But at the same time, it comes down to the parents, again, controlling that atmosphere, as, uh, you know, like like we do at, 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 the, uh, in, at the workshops and in our social okay. environment. So I think, again, everyone would be on the same page that I explained to you earlier with the scenario with the parents saying, oh, I, I didn't think you want to do how, You can't think for him. You know, you have to carry out the plans that, that, uh, that's that been in place for the organization. Each young man gets a packet, and it has requirements. It has the, it has our identity creed in there that we recite and certain things that they must carry out. And oftentimes I hear parents say, oh, yeah, I lost it, or um, we had a lot going on. And I and I'll be honest with you. I tell I said I I'm sorry that you have a lot going on, but when you signed up for this organization, you have to do that. If you don't buy into this, if they're not doing this, it it does you and us a disservice of their growth. 
in the in the individual development. So you have you have to find time. You have to make time because we don't meet every day. We don't meet weekly. So at the same time, where is that time that you that you're spending in the organization to discipline yourself? So you know, I'm I'm constantly having those conversations, cultivating and, and, and talking to them and saying this is this is what has to happen. This is not an option. If if you want to have an option, you need to release yourself from this environment. Because at the end okay. of the day, I can see the results from this environment. And we had we had to release one because he did not want to buy into it. It's not going to work. You don't. It's not going to work if you don't buy into it. If you when you buy into it, once you do the things that we put in place, you will see growth. It. it I have. We have proven that in our pilot. So we want okay. to make sure that they can be consistent and discipline themselves in the process. So we. So when you're thinking about you know with a scenario, because it sounds like there was a lot of emotion there with. You know, just thinking about, okay, we have a system in place, and if you utilize the system, you know, as we've laid out, then there will be benefit to you and your child as well as proof that the organization has, you know, a strong model that's impacting students. And right. so, young, so men. young men, excuse me. So I'm, I'm wondering where in your process um, – you know, could you maybe do some training or impacting for parents? Yes. Yeah, so that is that is our next phase. We 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 have a um. Interesting that you asked that. Uh, was, was sharing that we have a parent uh, advocate component, parent bridge parent child advocate component, where we have um, a volunteer who facilitates that particular uh, component of the organization. Uh, they call the parents on a monthly basis, just basically checking on them, talking to them, um, asking them if they have any prayer requests or concerns about their young men, and you know that particular person, you know, prays with them and talk to them. Uh, okay, I, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. And, and in I, that I, monthly I, I, call, go ahead. In that monthly call that you have with your that the volunteers are making, this is a yes or no question. Currently, okay. do you feel that? those calls are as effective as they could be? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. okay. So as the... Because, because, let me tell you why. Because some of, they don't, that, that parent advocate doesn't always get through to the parents. Yeah, so sometimes they may not speak with them and they have okay. to call them back. So, um, you know, and I think one of, the, one of the things that we talked about is knowing when to call. Like on the application, they put when's the best time to call, and I, I share that with them. And I'm, I'm hoping and praying that they they do call, you know, based off of what they put on the application. So mm-hmm. it is about carrying out that task. And I, I have those conversations with this particular person, but we also are in the process of kind of revamping what that looks like as well. Looking at her reports, looking at her calls, and the conversation with the parent, making sure she's carrying it out, you know, effectively. So the call that she does make, they do work. The parents even come back to me and say, "Well, I needed this." this moment, you know, I needed that, that conversation with, you know, the parent advocate, you know, for the organization. So, you know, for those moments uh, when they do get uh, across to the parents, if they do they do work, they are effective. So Okay, and, and so you feel like you've seen more consistency or have you seen more consistency through the parents who are engaged oh, yeah, with their children? Definitely. Yeah, for those okay. who, yeah, 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 most definitely. Oh, yeah, most most definitely. And I think all the parents want to be engaged, but oftentimes, you know, they, uh, you know, have, you know, challenges like anybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, 
they sometimes forget or they say, oh, I meant to call back or I meant to say that and life get ahead of you. So at the end of the day, if you don't have that on your priority list, you know, where does that fall in your life? So you have to put that on your priority list, not for yourself, but for your for your, for your young men as well. Because it's not just for the, for the young men. That's why we have the parent, you know, bridge parent, our child advocate, you know, part. So the parents can be involved in our next phase. We'll be we'll be doing trainings. We'll be doing certain events for for, for parents specifically, so they can be engaged even more throughout the process as well. So that's that's our next phase where we'll be implementing those portions. So Marcel, it sounds like you have a really strong team, um, and even you know you yourself and the energy that you commit to the organization is amazing. So you have a lot of resources there. So maybe what is one piece of that parent component that you could maybe do differently to strengthen their discipline in, you know, with their bringing their kids and being involved and active? Uh, I guess um, have some tailor-made questions for the facilitator to ask them specifically every time um, to see how consistent their answers are, one, and then two, um, have that parent advocate to uh, to challenge them, you know, outside of that question about, you know, her role and their level of involvement within the organization. Um, what so, about your parents who are currently not engaged? How, what is a, a way that maybe you could do something differently to engage them? Uh, that's a good question. It's um, a good question. I have to think on that and ponder on that a little bit more. Okay. Any any, any suggestions or recommendations? I know it's all about me developing that, but uh, do you have any recommendations? Um, well, I am thinking that um, it's a challenge that I've seen just as a classroom teacher before and working with other teachers that sometimes that is a piece where um, teachers sometimes struggle to get parents as involved as, as they'd like. Um, some things that I've seen in the past is, like, we've done surveys. Um, you know, we've hosted nights where, you know, maybe we – it's all about the parent and we give away maybe a gift card or, you know, something that's going to be meaningful for them. Um, but one of the things that I've heard you say is that you're a really strong relationship builder. And so leveraging that skill in a way where you can – you know, understand what the needs are of the people that you're serving, specifically the parents, and mm-hmm. then maybe employing some of those strategies um, to see if you're getting more buy-in from your people. And when I say your people specifically, I mean the parents that are currently disengaged. Because it sounds like the discipline is what you want from them and the consistency mm-hmm. with them bringing their, their children and being involved and having their mm-hmm. sons be involved. But... Mm-hmm. I want you to take it a step further and think about, okay, what does this mean for my actions? So mm-hmm. what are some other ways that maybe you could think of that could impact the parents that are currently disengaged? I think just kind of implementing some of the things you just said, you know. Uh, I will agree with. Okay, suggestion. which one would you want to implement with your parent? advocate? Uh, definitely. Uh, we, we have been in the process of, of creating a parent night. So definitely creating a parent night and, and letting okay. them know how important they are in this process, how, how essential it is for them to stay consistent, you know, you know, 
in doing this process, you know, whether that's, you know, answering a phone call, calling us back, you know, or, you know, reaching out to us about, you know, their concerns. A lot I've found even in this process a lot of parents can be very prideful as single mothers. Probably eighty five percent of our young men uh, parents are single mother uh, single single mother parents. And uh they can be very prideful when they have a challenge and one part of our parent advocate uh, rich parent advocate component is to provide resources for those parents, um, whether that's through prayer, through that's us connecting them to other resources that we're connected to and, and lean on that. You know, and sometimes they, they won't you know, they don't want to lean on it because they feel um embarrassed or they feel like they don't want anybody to know about their business. And I told you know, from get go it's all about confidentiality. We don't share the information outside of that, that conversation. And we just we just want to see growth and development because it because the parents will understand that that not only affects them, but it affects that young man. So we're looking at the best interest for both of them. That's why it's a bridge, bridge parent advocate. We want them, want them to know that we're there for them. If we can't do it, that's why we're just a bridge for them and helping them connect mm-hmm. with other people. So we find that a lot of parents are very prideful. And, again, they're getting used to who we are, you know. So, again, this great organization. Absolutely. To build that relationship, you know, getting trust, you know, trust is, is a major factor because a lot of them don't have, you know, uh, they may not be in a relationship with the man or, uh, or be divorced. So at the same time, you got to understand that a lot of them, you know, may have lost trust, you know, in a male figure, you know, over time. So it's just that building that bridge, building that, uh, again, with, you know, a male organization. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I think I think one of the things that you've said that, that is paramount as you're designing the parent night is to know, um, as you said earlier, those parents do want what's best for their child. Despite their circumstances, they still ultimately want what's best for their child or their children. And then also to your point, you know, there are there are a variety of challenges that could be presented to a parent, right, where, you know, it's maybe – hindering their full engagement or involvement. And so suspending judgment on those parents is, is going to be key, um, especially if you're trying to build a relationship with them up front. And so maybe yeah. maybe as you're planning your parent night, what are some of those ways where you can ensure that those parents feel included, you know, in the process, like they feel like they've been thought about and their needs are being met in, in such a way you know what I mean? Like, what are some ways that you could think about, you know, engaging those parents who maybe have some of those outside challenges during the parent yeah. night? Uh, so it's another good question. I, I definitely have to ponder on, ponder on that a little bit more as well, but I think that brings up a great question for me to really think about, you know, how to uh, find some uh, some ways to engage them. Okay, so as you're planning your parent night, when do you plan to start that? Um, you know, the goal is to definitely do it before the end of the year, if not the top of the year. Okay, and who will you involve as you're planning? Who I involve in my planning? Yes. Oh, of course, my, my parent advocate and, of course, my director of the mentoring program. That I mean, it's just consistent with us three. Uh, we okay. We basically, you know, you know, develop those types okay. of situations. Yeah. So and we'll, do, you, do you feel that that team, um, I, I know you trust that team of people, you know, tremendously. Do you feel like that team is secure? Um, do you feel like that team is the right team to design 
the family night, or do you think that there may be some other voices that you could include? Yeah, I'll definitely include some other voices. Just thinking about it now, those who I know have experienced, you know, in this particular area. So I, I would definitely uh, step outside of my team and maybe pull about one or two individuals, whether that's through conversation, if they're not involved in the, you know, initial, you know, meeting or conversation. Well, I just use them as you know consultants or advisors to help support us in that in that process and developing that parent night. And what about maybe one of your most engaged parents? How could that shift the conversation if that voice was present? Yeah, I think that would be uh, that'd be great to to do that. Yeah, great idea. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like you have a next step of starting to, you know, maybe build support around your your parent night and then right. actually designing the parent night with your um, close team, mm-hmm. you know, by the first of the year. Right. Um, and so what are you walking away with today? Uh, walking with, with a, a very clear, concrete plan on how to deliver um, some of my messages, one, to uh, my mentees and, of course, to my parents. Uh, on how to stay engaged with within our framework for the organization. Awesome. And then hopefully that engagement will help with the level of discipline and consistency yeah. you're, that you're seeing as you're yeah. continuing to build your organization, especially to reach that 501c3 status that you guys are yeah. Uh, yeah, diligently working on right now. Yeah, Got to have that, man. I just, I just, I just wanted to, you know, be successful. I, I know it is. I'm not worried about it. Just, just again, when we begin to expand, I want to make sure that we have everything in place as we begin to expand and, and we don't have to really kind of reinvent, you know, the model or the, you know, the wheel. So uh, awesome. I'm definitely, definitely excited about it. I, I truly appreciate it. Um, just, just thinking about it more, it's making me go back and think, you know, to go to the drawing table again. Great. That's exciting to hear. That's really exciting. Well, I'm super pumped to see what you guys uh, put together. Um, yeah. And our next time will we'll be face-to-face. Um, and so I'm excited awesome. to see you, to, you know, be able to see some of the things that you guys have put in place. And so I appreciate being a part of your process. Uh, man, I appreciate you. You don't even you don't understand. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, Marcel. Well, have an awesome day. Okay, you too, Johnson. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.
tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.